while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. What was that about the silencer on the wire? I don't know. I'm going to have to listen to the, the news again. <laughs> Not that I don't always listen to it, but but both Marcus and I, we heard something on the news. We both looked at you like, what the heck was that? Yeah. Um, we'll have to wait for the end of the hour. The, the wire was... you will be here. The one thing I didn't like, I love the wire. The one, I didn't like the last plot line in, in the final season with the fake serial killer thing. I thought it was interesting, but it was a real... It was a shark jumper. How do I say this? It was a shark jumper, and, and also, I feel like they abused me as a as a fan. Yeah, because they knew I was tuning in anyway. Yeah, it was like it's, no matter it's, what garbage. It's, it's season produce. five. What are you going to do? Right, you're right. not going to learn about the 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 copycat homeless killer or whatever. Right. The, this, this. I kept coming back. They, they were abusing me at that they, point. They were. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of abuse, um, <laughs> so so. We were talking about the rollout uh, by Councilor Burgo of his rent control proposition. Um, not including the mayor in the conversation. Well, so here's the thing. Here's what I I, I liked about what he – the way he wanted it. Because he wants to bring this conversation forward. Correct. Right? And so – and it's a conversation that's – But clearly only with the people he thinks agree with him. The conversation – well, I don't think – Why did he avoid the mayor? So here's he didn't want to hear the reality. He right? wants to bring the, the conversation forward. And this is a conversation that, that's going to be happening elsewhere. Boston City Council actually just passed 11 to 2. Yeah, I got a, I got a notice on my phone. A rent stabilization rent ordinance. Rent control, they call yeah. it. Yeah. A rent control orga- uh, ordinance by um, uh, that was proposed by Michelle Wu. It's been amended by certain city councilors. It passed 11 to 2. By the way, I can't believe a city council... In a city that big, only has thirteen counselors. That's crazy. Um, it should have they should have more because it feels right. like you're you're putting too much power into too few too hands. Few hands, right? I, that's why the the L.A. City Council is actually the most powerful municipal legislative body in the country because it's fifteen people for a city of three million. Right. It's Whereas crazy. if you look at Chicago, it's enormous. Yeah, New York too. Right. Yeah. So um, just just before we start taking these calls, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my point is is that <clears throat> Council Burgo. Is avoiding reality by by not including the mayor in the conversation. Yikes. Well, he is. The mayor has a role in the city of New Bedford, an out, an outsized role. So for him not to tell the mayor he's going to put this forward is avoiding reality. Well, well so here's the thing. Yeah, right. And just just for some backstory, we got we see some calls online. We're going to get to him in a second at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I like the way Shane rolled out uh, rolled it out in the sense that. I think it was good that he shored up the votes, that he let his fellow counselors know. Right. It was good that he came here in WBSM to start the conversation. That was excellent. And then he, because I told him, he, he knew I would have this, you know, I'd have him on for an hour if he wanted to take calls. We took calls and app chat messages. Right. I uh, wrote an article. So I think he was smart to do all that. Yes. The one area that I think he... he um, <laughs> He made an error in judgment is not communicating directly with John Mitchell himself. Who's another part of the government, in fact, the most crucial part. Yes. So the reason he didn't, not because he doesn't know John Mayer, Mayer exists. But Mitchell John exi- Mayer. John Mayer, right? John Mitchell exists. Welcome because to he didn't want to hear from John Mitchell. 
condescending, right? He didn't want to hear. Take a from, seat. Right? He didn't want to hear from John Mitchell. <laughs> the reality of it. So John Mitchell would have told him, "I'm totally opposed to it." John Mitchell, with his economics degree from Harvard, would have explained to him why it's a stupid idea. Do we? Well, well, well. Hold on. What? He said he's going to withhold comment until he hears rationale from from Shane. Who said that? Mayor Mitchell. Well, Mayor Mitchell's spokesperson. I just hope that Mayor... He's just figured out how to go soft on him. Just figured out how to not hit him too... Because, look, we all appreciate Council Burgos' youthful enthusiasm. I'm surprised that Linda Morad and Brian Gomes, particularly Linda Morad, who understands markets, would do this. Brian Gomes, who has seen this all before, quite frankly... I understand why by Burgo would suspect that this is a great new idea because he's a brand new counselor. Counselor Gomes has seen this go down. It was Fred Kalis wouldn't sign this before. This is not a new idea. John Saunders voted against this. Dennis Farias voted against this. Doesn't surprise me. Counselor Burgo doesn't know. It's That's a new okay. era. It's a new era, but everybody thinks they're inventing the wheel again, right? <laughs> We've seen all this. But why say, Marcus, and I think you'll go along with me on this. Don't. It's don't, a cynical ploy by Linda Morad at an election time to change the topic from her pay raises and the other things the city councilors did to say, look, don't worry about that. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to cut your rent for you. I don't own the apartment, but I'm going to make sure you don't have to pay as much. For I'm me. willing to hear whether or not you want to. Actually, right. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. good. How, how you doing? doing? Just want to say I love the show as always. Thank and you. Appreciate it. That can be a pain in the butt. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're the greatest you video guys. journalist in our region. I appreciate it. No, uh, I think you guys do a great job. I'm Thank you. Agree, but for the most part, I do. I do uh, respect uh, what you guys have to say, of course. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Now, um. You know, with me, it's my opinion. I'm not talking for anyone but myself. Uh, you know, since Linda Moore has become president, isn't this just more of the same, you know, not working with the mayor, you know, and, and pretty much, you know, basically, you know, doing it out of spite, it seems almost. And, well, of course, uh, this whole rent uh, uh, boy, right. I think, you know, I, I mean, I... I I seen it coming. I mean, <laughs> we all know who helped uh, uh, Shane, and I don't dislike the guy. Uh, right. Shane get elected, uh, and it was the the coalition, the co- coalitions of social justice, and, sure. and, and, and this. And I believe uh, this has uh, Marlene Pollock's. Uh, well, he told us. Over it. He told Marcus. He named Mar- he named Marlene. At, yeah, among Marcus. other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my suspicions was correct. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, you know, and uh, you know, for, for the man not to, to to be part of it, and, and uh, I I think that's that's just uh, ridiculous. And another thing before I go, guys, I know time is precious, and, and there were a lot of people trying to call in. Um, I was at the at the uh, uh, um, the public safety uh, uh, meeting. Uh, you know, I just left a little while ago. Okay, what happened? And I I learned that uh, pol- uh, you know when you first become a police officer, you're making like twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, it's very low pay. I mean. And there's and there's a, and they're surprised that we can't get people to work for the the police here in Bedford. I mean, twenty dollars an hour, you can basically go get 
you know, you can you can you work at Burger King a bus for that. driver mm-hmm. right. for twenty five dollars an hour. You know, and it's like with less uh, you know danger to your life. And that's why people <laughs> and then they tell you you got you got to live here for ten years to do that. You know, that's... yeah. Listen, I'm I'm all for residency, but when it comes to the police, I think it's a little different story, especially. Uh, right now, when we're going through what we're going through here in New Bedford, and this isn't something. No, we've been talking about this for a long time. The last election, I was hooting and hollering about this, and I'm sure uh, uh, Chris was uh, uh, talking about it, of course, and everyone was talking about it. And here we are again. And it's like it's. it's I don't think it's a secret. We need to pay these uh, uh, men and women a proper wage, right. and I think they'll be signing up to, to work it because New Bedford's a great place to live and, and and to work and play and all that. So. You know, yeah, it's it's a dangerous city, you know, but it's it's I, 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 there's potential, and I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it because I'd just be like Mitchell. Uh, but I, I, I think for the right price, a young man or woman would work here in the police if they were paid properly. Yeah. It's, it, Mark, you know, it, uh, and, uh, you, go ahead. Carlos, you, Carlos you, you're laying it right out there. It's the price of labor, and and, right. and, and people are not saying it like it is. They're trying to pretend, I mean, it's a dangerous job, but there is a lot of promotion. There's a lot of reward to the job, but you've got to pay people. You've got to pay them. Otherwise, we're going to be training young men and women to go work somewhere else. Correct. That doesn't make sense. And there are other places offering $10,000 uh, sign-on bonus, uh, you know, and it's, this is getting out of hand. And we have to be able to compete. And uh, we're not a, a small town. We're a city. We're, yeah. we're, we're a city with big with city problems, right. and uh, I hope they get this under control because the sum, summer's right around the corner, and it's going to be hot. It's going to be a hot summer. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, Carlos. Thanks, Carlos. Appreciate it. I the do best, want the best video journalist in New Bedford. He's there. He's there. He's forever. there. Yep. So um, here's the uh, so here's the uh, uh, statement we got from uh, former Ward Three candidate Jake Ventura. Um, He's saying uh, he's urging the city council to vote no on the mo- uh, on the uh, on the rent stabilization control uh, motion that was proposed by Burgo, Gomes, and Morad. Uh, while no one wants residents to be displaced due to drastic increases in rent, this motion promotes extreme government overreach that may may as well have immediate. Uh, adverse impact on tenants in the city. At best, this motion is being promoted as an unfortunate result of a lack of understanding of the fundamental principles of economics in the landlord-tenant housing market. At worst, this measure is a political stunt. Very well written. Uh, The very discussion and debate of this motion could dampen an already unfriendly development environment that New Bedford is known for across the state. Landlords and developers will avoid investing in future housing development, including the maintenance of existing housing if they're unable to raise rents in a competitive market. Um, So uh, he's also saying that some people may want to raise their rents. Uh, because they want to be at the top of the market when this when this happens, uh, other smaller landlords who only may want to, uh, are already feeling the financial path may uh, want to uh, adjust. Here's the thing, though. I, I do want to say something about this. Uh, he also pre- uh, presents some some uh, alternatives here. Uh, streamline and consolidate processes within city departments to make New Bedford more developer-friendly, make property taxes more competitive with surrounding municipalities, research incentives uh, and credits for future housing development, increase housing supply by at least 8,000 units. Supply is definitely an issue. Um, and that, that It's the only issue, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it is definitely an issue. Here's what I will say about in terms of we're talking about uh, landlords and who's going to be impacted by this. Now, Boston's rent control 
legislation or ordinance home rule petition um, is going to is is only going is going to impact. I shouldn't say only, but it's going to impact what they estimate is about fifty five percent of uh, of the uh, landlords or housing unit uh, property owners in, uh, in in Boston. And I think that does exclude people who are typically, you know, people who may own uh, have a modest portfolio of um of of rental properties and really going i think after the more bigger institutional uh property owners maybe like a black rock how are they doing that well they i know they excluded tenements uh from that um and it, i have to read more of it because it just passed but i know they exclude they they uh, at the outset uh, um we wanted to exclude tenements from this so like a three decker right so like you know people that's may, all we have in new bedford yeah, I think there are some. How do you does Burgos' proposal exclude tenements? It doesn't. Well, he doesn't have a proposal yet, right? But it's just a question of but whether. There's or no not. way you could exclude tenements in New Bedford from rent control. No, I don't think you could. The only without having any meaningful impact. No, I That's don't. That's why I say it's a cruel hoax on very poor people. Well, I think that it's not going to happen. I think that he's going. He's it's being put forward to just. Well, here's the other thing about it too. It's being put forward to trick people into thinking he's doing something when he's not. I think he. I think his intention. Asking uh, people what their opinion is is not doing anything. Well, it's. Why not get a temperature check on how people feel about this? Because you don't do things because people want you to do it. You do it because it's the right thing to do. You don't do things because your voters want you to do them. No, you don't. Not when it's the wrong thing to do. Not when it's not possible. It, listen. I've lived through all this. Marcus, J.C. Rhodes, does that mean anything to you? No. All right. Look up J.C. Rhodes on your Google machine. I was around for J.C. Rhodes. I don't know what it is. J.C. Rhodes is the company in New Bedford that was going to go out of business. And when people in New Bedford were going to lose their jobs. So some enterprising city councilors put forward a motion to seize control of J.C. Rhodes. Well, I no, think... Listen, and they were going to run the company. The New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Boston Globe, everybody with a sense said, you can't, a local government cannot seize private property to prevent the loss of jobs. But all the people at J.C. Rhodes, for a but little while... governments can regulate the, the pricing of a commodity. No, they can't. City council not, does not have the power to do rent control. Oh, they'd have to get the authority from the state. But they're not going to get that authority from the state. And, and asking people in a ballot question if they want the power is no closer. In fact, it's a cruel hoax. That's my point. Because I think many, many people are not going to understand that by voting for this initiative, all they're doing is giving their council permission to do what they want to do. It doesn't, this, is, this is an un, it's an unnecessary step unless your only goal is to get reelected. Do you think that this is... Politically, do you think politically that this will be a popular thing? Do I think that people who don't who pay rent want to pay less rent? Yes. Yeah. Do I think that telling them they can do it this way is the legal? But in a municipal election, but it's wrong to give. But people in a municipal false election, hope. are you? I mean, that's the thing. Because in a municipal election, how much? How much? How much of a voting block is are are people who are renters and homeowners? Well, see, but but the point is, I guess. That's my point again, Marcus. You're digging down to the political science of it, not the not the legal or the or the ethical part of it. 
which is that telling people that they're going to have a power they're not really going to have. Well, the state, the thing is, is the state could do it because, you know, there are states that have done it. Uh, Oregon just did it recently. I think they have a rent stabilization um, uh, law. I think they did caps it at seven percent uh of the market so um the fact could this get done at a municipal level no no i mean i think but we'll see how this home rule petition goes with boston though because if 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 they if they get that approved then that i think you may see a domino effect so that's a good way to look at a domino effect the um (laughs) one falls they all fall well but the point of the matter is is that what i'm saying is that for councilor burgo to not include the mayor in the conversation should, proves to me that he hasn't looked at it seriously or really addressed the obvious impeditives to his plan, the one being the mayor. Well, here's the thing um, with that. And Who's I, elected by the same people to elect him. Here's the thing with that. I think he should have included – again, I liked everything about he his – He has no choice. He has to include the mayor. Well, that's the thing. So let's lay this out. Let's lay this out. I think – I liked everything about his rollout, the fact that he came here, the fact that he, you know, we, we put together, we were able to put together an article that lays out his argument and all that other stuff. I love all the points that were good for us. That were good for us. And I, I like that he, you know, went to his fellow counselors and didn't just drop this on him in a meeting and said, hey, listen, I wanted to, you know, I want your support on this. Here's why I wanted all that stuff. And seems to have enough votes to not only pass this, but to, s- to sustain his veto. We'll but see. To, but to not, we'll see tomorrow, but to not talk to Mayor Mitchell, I think was a was a big mistake for a couple of reasons. One, he's the mayor. Um, just you should talk to a guy like that about the voters this, elected like this. him. The voters elected him. Um, two, you don't need him for the ballot uh, question, but you're going to need. Let's say, let's say the, the let's say it's seventy five twenty five. Everybody wants this, right? You still need him for the home rule petition, correct? You and, and you can't get around that. There is no veto override for a home rule petition, right? <laughs> You can't do it. Full stop. (laughs) He needs to say yes. So the fact that he didn't even acknowledge the realities of the mayor's role here shows me that he's not addressing or thinking through his proposal, really. I mean, this is a political stunt. Linda Morad is participating in a political stunt. Brian Gomes is participating in a political stunt. There's no other way to look at it. I can't... Look, I know Brian Gomes very well. I know Linda Moore very well. I respect them both. I know they know what they're doing. I just can't go along silently and pretend like I can't give them credit where they deserve it. They know this is a political stunt. They do. Well, here's the thing. I think the resident, I think, you know, what Shane said last night and what, um, you know, he said his constituents are hearing is, you know, how oh, wait, he's hearing from his constituents already. How dire... So now he's got to hear from him again in a ballot initiative? How dire... Well, I think... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, he's... You, you're hearing anecdotal stuff versus let's get it... Let's actually see what they're saying. You know? Even though it doesn't matter. Vote with it, you know, vote with it anonymously. Right. And just, do you support this yes or no? And you're right. It might not matter because even if everybody says yes, didn't everybody say yes to the casino? Why don't we put a, why don't we put a death penalty initiative, ballot initiative together too? <laughs> Do you in New Bedford want the death penalty? Why don't we put that on the ballot? Why don't we? Because it's ridiculous. That's why we don't. Because it's, well, it's a political, cheap political uh, stunt. I mean, I think there's there's something a little bit... I think I think housing is probably a little bit more within a city's purview. No, but it's purview. no more realistic than 
the death penalty. Like, I don't think that's... At that level. No, I don't think that's fair to say because you just saw, again, the capital city, the largest population center in the whole Commonwealth, mm-hmm. pass a rent control home rule petition that's going to go before the state house. So they're ready to move forward on this. So I don't think it's fair oh, to say that this, right is, forward. this is well beyond I, the scope of... I, I think to say that like this is, this is uh, uh, totally pie in the sky, it's clearly something that... The Boston City Council and the mayor of Boston want to move forward with. You know what, Marcus? I think everybody in New Bedford who's having a hard time paying their rent, rather than paying <laughs> attention to Councilor Berger, ought to move to Boston. Because, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm being, I'm saying that sarcastically because it's not going to happen there either. That this is, it's, <laughs> this is a lot of cruelty to people who can't afford their rent. This is a cruel hoax, but being if- put forward by political. Uh, cynics. It's, it, but, it's really. But what if sickening. it does pass in Boston? What if it? What if it? What if it does get through the state house? Don't, and, don't you want to tell me about? We're not supposed to talk about what ifs and get what signed the, by the governor. Oh my God! Wait, it's. <laughs> I got. I got to call Michael Rock. We need to relieve you. <laughs> Something gone. It's gone horribly wrong. No, I'm serious because you're saying like, no, oh, I, this is I, the totally most craziest thing that anybody could ever conceive of. Just but we just had our, our largest population center, Boston. You know, the city councilors, the city councilor and the mayor it, who need to get reelected, who do need to get who reelected. Told the vast majority of people they're going to give them some free. I can't believe that you don't. I mean, well, it's not free. What they're saying is, real. we understand. We real. understand that your housing, your rent situation may be untenable. We're trying to work with you to, to, We're trying to, to, to make that better. But, that's, but it's not really a way to do it. Well, they think it is until November. Until November. So this, I mean, I think your 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 argument is predicated on the fact that everybody in, in reality. This, Everybody in this um, in Why this did discussion. Why did not bring it to the mayor? Everybody in this discussion is being completely and totally insincere yes. and lying to everybody. Absolutely. Okay. Do you think Linda Morad sincerely believes that we're going to have rent control in New Bedford? Do you, Marcus? No, but no, I think right, Shane right. does. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I agree with you that Shane does. I do. I do believe that. Yeah. Do you really believe that Brian Gomes thinks there's going to be rent control? I don't know. Well, I know you don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where Brian is at on the issue. Yes, you know where he's at because he's, he's, he, he co-sponsored that. Yeah. But I think that, like I said, folks, we've already gotten somewhere when he admitted that Linda not, does not really believe this is happening. And that it's a, that therefore, it is, at least on Linda's part, a cruel political hope. Well, I think... Not her first, but... Yeah, but I, 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 think she's got a, I think she's got a decent reason to try to change the conversation, because she's the face of so therefore the it, pay raises. Right. It's yeah. a cruel political hoax. Well... To, don't look over here, folks, when I was given money to my Some people may cronies. think that is, but some people are sincere. Just because there's some people attached to this that may not be sincere doesn't mean everybody's insincere. So why did Burgo not bring it to Mayor... Mitchell. I think that was a bad idea. Because he knows that Mayor Mitchell would have given him the economic realities of it. Perhaps he thought that... Was he going to notice? Because he said he's talked to members he said he's talked to members of his administration about it. Perhaps he thought that was brought up the chain when he did. Why wouldn't he talk to the man himself? It was a bad judgment. I agree. It was an error in judgment. Psychologically, I think he didn't 
want to deal with the realities <laughs> of what's going to happen here. Uh, There's no other way around it. I Listen, I'm not a mind reader. Because I, don't, because I agree with you where, where it's going to have some political traction. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. That's why I call it exceptionally cruel political hoax. Because I think it will pass. And now nothing's going to come of it. And so people who have voted for lower rent, who sincerely, honestly, are having a tough time, are not going to be any better off. But they will have gotten a big spoon of opium. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 1420 WBSN. Me and my buddies, we actually broke into Atlas Tech when it was still up. They would have let you keep it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want it? Pay for the cleanup. Yeah, right. Um, in, in hindsight, was not smart. No, but that's why you're a kid. Right. That's why it takes the, oh, I don't know, the time, the winds of change, (laughs) inevitable failures, to build up enough callous and experience to make wise decisions, Marcus, (laughs) as Consulate Burgo will soon learn. (laughs) Chris. You're not being very nice. Listen, <laughs> I, my, my, my feeling here is I, I appreciate that Councilor Burgos' honest attempts to try to do something. Mm-hmm. I think he was. I think it was unwise of him to choose his partners because I don't think that Councilor Gomes, when all the facts are brought to him, is going to go along with this in the end. I don't think Linda Morad um, will make an honest attempt to see this past as as mr burgo will because i know that intellectually she does not agree with it she doesn't believe in it she's just doing it to distract attention from her pay raises which burgo voted for and gomes voted for well that's the thing you know i i will say i heard some people talking about that today and i thought you know um that was actually a fairly decent point um is that they're sort of undermining their, you know, the the, the vote, the, the vote on the Morad pay raises, Morad's pay raises for fifty thousand dollars for people that she liked. Right. That undermines. It sort of undermines this measure because explains why. Explain why, Marcus. Well, because you know, <laughs> um, I think as Council Morad said, as you, Linda has explained yeah, repeatedly year exactly. after year, budget times. <laughs> yes, um, sh- that you already set the tax rate when you set the budget when you spend frivolously when you spend the money you set the tax rate right and so shelling out money just to people just because you like them right um that will in- inevitably raise your tax taxes absolutely and that will inevitably cause people who own rental properties to be forced to, to raise, raise their rent right because the taxes are higher yes and thus now you're saying well we wanted to give money to our friends, the Correct. people that we like, 50 grand here, 50 grand there. And now we're going to include you, the renters, in that. We like you, too. So we're going to give you some money, else's and, money and, as well. And, I, and, and I, this, all, listen, <laughs> this all sounds like pretty com- – like it sounds pretty good, like uh, compelling. I know there's a lot more to probably the tax rate generally, but when you do stuff like that – you seem like spendthrift people, right. and it seems like the the, the raising no, no, the tax no, no, rate, the raising seems in, like you literally are. Yeah. So, I mean, there's what I'm saying is there's there's a lot more contri- con- contributing to the rising costs and all that than, than than that. But right, that made them look like people who are creating the problem by being spendthrift. Marcus, I the, the city cannot spend any money without the city council appropriating it. Yeah. So. 
I, I listen. It's out of respect for Brian Gomes, out of respect for Linda Morad, that I say I know they don't believe in this measure. Yeah. It's not because I I say I know they know better. I know they have seen this conversation going on for all the decades they've been in public service. Yeah. Th- this is a a well worn path. It doesn't surprise me that Councilor Burgo who is a wide-eyed liberal. I like the guy. I sat here. I think he's surprised every time I tell him that, that I agree with him on something. I think he is, but I like the guy. I think he means well. I think he's wrong. I know that Linda Morad and Brian Gomes know he's wrong, but they want the votes. Good evening, you're live. Hi, so that's what I was going to be saying while you guys were talking about it. So if Shane is young and, and maybe not as experienced as some of the other counselors, right. what, why do you think they, you know, he thinks he has the votes and he thinks he has enough votes for if it gets vetoed. So I'm saying, why would the others get on board with this? Because it's going to be popular with a lot of segment of the population, the renting people, um, and it is is going to be on the ballot when they appear on the ballot in November in a competitive election of which Shane Burgo, Linda Morad, Brian Gomes are all on the same ballot line together. Or ballot. Well, uh, I mean, second, the, yeah. do they think that nobody's going to look under the surface? Like, to me, that's just Well, they were hoping. Genuine. Well, they just totally disingenuous. That's why I, I just can't sit here idly but, by and, and not and also, call it out. I, I, I appreciate the fact that they're trying to have some kind of a conversation. Yes. Because they might have heard from some of their constituents if they're not feeling the pinch themselves. Right. But it's on both sides. The cost of everything, right. everything related to your home and everything related to your whole life is up. Sometimes, it, you know, 30%, like like the figure they're trying to use. But it's up for the landlords as well as it's up for Absolutely. tenants. So what I'm saying is, what are they doing this for? Are they just trying to avoid the deeper conversation and maybe delay some pretend thing what's the deeper conversation what are we doing overall to keep the cost of everything down Mm -hmm. everything to the extent that how do we attack this from a point that has some long-term impact and the long-term impact to the extent that's within their control i'm not sure honestly so marcus there's a lot that's in 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 their control but there's a lot that isn't there's a lot that isn't though and a lot right, of the, I understand the whole economy isn't, right. isn't based off of New right. Bedford policies. Yeah, but but New Bedford policies and what they can fund their fiscal budget and what they can do to for the long term. You know that might sound all great, you know, but if they look out, you know, beyond the trees through the forest, that ultimately is not sustainable. That is not a plan that's going to bring more business, bring more building, bring more people to the area. That sounds like it's placating people temporarily. Yes, exactly. But that's not a solution. No, I agree with you. That's my point. That's why I so, call it so a cruel hoax. This and bringing this up, uh, somebody should have talked Shane out of this or, 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 t- or had the bigger conversation. That's what's happening. It's I a think. cruel hoax. It really is. It's yeah, not going to get, get down anybody. To what really is going to work? Right. What, what is what? What little part can New Bedford play in making it work so that people? And actually, to say that people leave, where are you going to go? It's getting bad, you know, pretty much everywhere. You can't go south, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, you know what? Unless you're a mermaid, right? Because it totally can. No, no, I mean literally (laughs) Listen, we appreciate the call. i got to take this break. We'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. 
Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. If you've been your voice heard right now on South Coast Tonight. Call 508-996-0500 or send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Now, back to Chris and Marcus. Well, everybody's calling in at the end of the show, so let's see if we can fit them in. Good evening. Yes, good evening. Hey, Very how you doing? Interesting program. Very Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes. Uh, well, the question comes up, I guess. you got to watch the Boston attempt where you do have a mayor that wants to have front control. That's what I'm saying. And see where it goes. Yeah. Because I know the mayor here probably will not. I don't know, but I think he will not want rent control. I would and, agree. And I, and I would agree, I would agree with you as well. that uh, I think in the past I, I talked with Linda Murad many years ago and I mentioned something about rent control and she was against it. You know, So, yeah, it, it seems to be another continuing story in the fight between uh, the mayor and the city council, that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Mr. Burgo, who's really genuine about his feelings, yes. Uh, yes. probably might have been manipulated somewhat in, in this and not... Uh, realized what you're talking about, Chris. Right. You know, but as New Bedford goes, so, so goes, goes the, the region and town. Yes. So the question is, and I know of a person who was working in Fall River, and uh, rent was doubled. Had to go back and live with their mother. The person was in their sixties in Dartmouth, as a matter of fact. Oh boy. Okay. So the question is, if that's happening to one person, how many other? people is that happening to and what effect does it have on the city on the towns as well so i can tell you this i have a friend of mine who owns a lot of units in fall river Mm -hmm. and he told me that he's getting a lot of people applications from people coming from new york uh up to the fall river area and he and he wonders why they are. You okay, know? I wonder why too. Yeah, no, no. I said to him, I, I don't get it. And he says, now these are, these are all very gainfully employed people, medical mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not people with um who are looking to avoid the high rents mm-hmm. of New York, particularly. Mm-hmm. In other words, they have skills, um, but they're moving to Massachusetts. And, why? And for, I, he says to me. It's it's individual cases, right? It's not not a mass migration, but he has seen a lot more in the recent years. People, you know, not Fall Riverites moving around Fall River or Taunton, that type of stuff. Well, then, are you speculating that this is the gentrification of the area? And then, if that's the case, what do we do with the people that are already here? No, I believe me, I because I'm here, I'm concerned about it. You know, mm-hmm. well, me too. You know, and that's why I say this rent control piece. The danger of the rent control, the threat of it, is that. It will chill investors. What we need is an increased supply of, of housing units. Yeah, but you can't do that overnight. You no, know? no, you can't do That's it overnight. That's problem. You know? Right. So uh, you, but what you need is you don't want to tell people if they, if they build a unit here, because once you build it, you can't tear it down mm-hmm. or move it, that once they do, we, the local government, are going to attempt to seize it. It, it, that's what happens in Venezuela. And well, I don't know like if they're going to seize it, but uh, as uh, <laughs> Mr. Burgo tried to put it, it's rent stabilization and not seizing it and only allowing a certain uh, amount of increase. Like that person I talked about coming from Fall River to Dartmouth to live who works in Fall River, uh, it was doubled. Right. Now, is there any reason to double rents? But where, but here's well, my, that's, that's, where I mean, was it? Where did it start at? Was it four hundred dollars a month? And now well, it's I, I didn't get the particulars right. on that, but the rent was 
doubled and it forced an aged person to go live with an aged person as well the mother who's 99 years old yeah and i, I think that's what's happening you're seeing it in boston you're seeing it a lot of places the rents are, are, are raising it and not, not at a commensurate rate with with wages yeah so. yeah well, hey, listen well, well, what's tom t- kennedy on this i want to know i want to hear so something oh, he called in kennedy. earlier well, he called you too bad. I yeah. missed it. Oh, he'll be we, here tomorrow. Yeah, he'll be here. He'll call Friday. Did he say something about this or what? Did he? I, I missed it. He says he knows it's a cynical ploy and it's not going to work. Okay. Did he say that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he said that. All right, hey, listen, I got to okay, take guys, a break. Thanks. <laughs> WBSM app is every uh, Thursday and Friday. Good evening. Hi, uh, hey. guys. I just came from the International Women's Celebration at the Unitarian Church. Uh, uh, was standing room only, and I only caught the last 40 minutes of uh, 5.30 to 8.30, but three speakers spoke for rent control, and the applause was incredible, oh, awesome. yelling also, and it reminds me of the progressive movement around the 1900s where uh, the, the middle-class people seeing the squalor in the streets, which we're seeing in San Francisco, New York, Chicago, L.A., they, they couldn't enjoy their life, and that's when the income tax came in, surprisingly, in 1911. So, Chris, don't be surprised if the extreme conditions today cause rent control like income tax. Okay. Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. They were cheering at the Unitarian Church tonight. Well, who's Teddy Roosevelt in this scenario? Burgo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take him hunting. Me and Barry Silver will take him hunting. (laughs) And I'll bring him back, I assure you. The cheering of the Unitarian Church. Well, I think I think you <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> Burgo is Teddy Roosevelt. 